Dr. Phil's on an absolute roll this week. Starts off the week by showing us his bravery and courage. Dr. Phil, he agreed to appear with the Yentas on The View, and he did the entire segment without the benefit of the Fauci mask. Well, Casey, the COVID is over now. No one besides Taylor Lorenz wears a mask anymore. Yeah, um, I'm not talking about Dr. Phil wearing a mask to protect himself from the COVID. Masks are recommended when you're in the presence of the Yentas to protect yourself from the toxic mouth farts. And if you find yourself in the unfortunate predicament where you were seated next to the whoopee cushion, I suggest utilizing the triple mask. Now, thankfully, Dr. Phil has embraced his baldness. Otherwise, when the whoopee cushion hikes that leg and unleashes her violent boodle breeze, the power behind her flat it will blow the most secure toupee off your head. Politics have always been divisive in this country. Hell, politics by design are intended to divide us. There are certain issues that will always cause derision between liberals and conservatives. We are never going to agree on the issue of abortion. Abortion's been debated for over 50 years, maybe even longer. Both sides make the same points over and over. You are never going to get liberals and conservatives to agree on the issue, so there's really no point in debating it. It. Just let each individual state decide whether or not abortion is legal. Keep the federal government out of it. We are never going to agree on something like health care. Half the country believes that health care is a basic human right. The other half believes that health care is a privilege. It's a benefit given to people who actually work for a living. Throughout my 39 years, the country has been evenly divided politically. The East and West Coast are more liberal. The South and the Midwest are more conservative. But the issues that kept us divided, they were policy issues. We might disagree on abortion, but it didn't mean that we couldn't be friends. We couldn't be neighbors. We might disagree on health care, but when the national anthem is playing in the Smoothie King Center, we are both standing on our feet and paying our respects to the military. Today, the issues that are dividing us are completely different. Again, this is by design. This strategy was formulated and perfected by deacons at Woke United Methodist. They are dividing us on race. They are convincing black people that melanin lackers like myself are their biggest threat. They are convincing women that toxic masculinity is a disease. They are convincing women that you don't need no man, girlfriend. Raise that baby on your own. You don't need no daddy. All my women independent rely on on the government. At the same time, those same women who are allergic to masculinity, they are expected to compete against men in sports. Now, of course, when it comes to athletics, they don't call men aspiring to be women men. They call them the modern woman. Believe it or not, the biggest threat to our country, it is not the bruised caboose known as the southern border. The biggest threat isn't China or Vlad Putin in Russia. It's highly, highly unlikely that America will ever be conquered militarily. Biggest threat to this country is the religion of woke. Normal people have been fighting and, I think, defeating the religion of woke for the last few years now. But it's going to take real Democrats, real liberals, to fully eradicate this disease. Because the Democratic Party, that is where the disease is spreading. The party of donkeys has damn near been 100% infected with the woke fungus. Bill Maher, 
Bill Maher is the last of a dying breed. 10 or 15 years ago, if you were to ask conservatives what they thought of Bill Maher, you would probably get responses like, he's an asshole, I hate Bill Maher, he's a cancer to our country. Bill Maher has always been viewed as a political enemy. Today, he's one of us. Even though I rarely agree with him politically, I have always liked Bill Maher. I like people who aren't afraid to be who they are. Bill Maher, I think, has always been real. Last night, Bill Maher had Dr. Phil on his HBO show. Now, Dr. Phil's been on television for over 20 years, but he's never really been political. His show was always focused on psychological issues. The husband who ignores his wife because he's too busy spanking the wanker watching Mia Khalifa on OnlyFans. The troubled teenager who is giving their parents problems. Remember the cash me outside girl? (laughs) Cash me outside, how about that? Her mom contacts Dr. Phil, hoping he can teach her daughter respect and discipline. Instead, Dr. Phil, he turns her into an overnight celebrity. I can make you a celebrity overnight. Right now, Dr. Phil, he's promoting a new book. The book is titled, We've Got Issues. Now, I wish he would have asked me to title his book for him because it should be titled, We've Got Shit Fucks. Let's not be polite here and call this issues. Just tell it like it is. We don't have issues. We have shit fucks. Dr. Phil appeared last night with Bill Maher. Unlike his appearance with the Yentas on The View, Dr. Phil didn't have to educate Bill Maher. He didn't have to worry about uncontrollable OMB symptoms. Oh, it's bad! He didn't have to worry about Sun Hostin experiencing an allergic reaction to the truth. It was a conversation between two men with common sense. A conversation between two men who the mainstream media would describe as toxically masculine. They were discussing the culture of woke. Now, as you guys know, I don't think this is necessarily a culture. I think it's a religion. Bill Maher, he was talking about how being woke started off as a good thing, but it's morphed into something, I guess, evil, for lack of a better word. Just watch for yourself. Wokeness, which started out as a great thing, alert to injustice, all down for that, and it morphed into something else. Yeah, and weaponized. Now, and now it's where common sense goes to die. Well, the, the percentage of people that are unwilling to speak out and say what they think has tripled since 1950. People just say, <laughs> it's easier just not to say anything. Yeah. But you know what? It's coming at a very high cost if we allow our narrative in America to be hijacked by these fringe factions on on either end, either tail of, of the distribution here. The only thing I disagree with here is that being woke started off as something good. I don't think this was ever intended to be good. I think it was always intended to be divisive. It created identity politics where there's no longer areas of gray. Everything has to be black and white. If you don't fly the pride flag in your front yard, you must be homophobic. If you won't allow your daughter to play basketball against bearded Bob, you must be transphobic. If you don't support Black Lives Matter, which calls for the destruction of the nuclear family, you must be guilty of mythical racism. I can support black people without supporting Black Lives Matter. I can be okay with Chad and Brad getting married without flying their wedding flag in my front yard. Bill Maher said woke is where common sense goes to die. Now, this is by design. 
Why do you think deacons at Woke United Methodist are so intent on targeting America's youth with their propaganda? It's the same reason that religions try to convert people when they're younger. Kids are easier to influence. If some doofus wearing a dress while also having a beard came up to me and said, Hi, my name is Garfield. I'm choosing to identify as a cat. Can I borrow your litter box? I'm probably just going to laugh and walk away. If I'm feeling generous, I might give him directions to the sandbox and tell him to be sure to bury his digestive purina. If that same doofus approached a kid, child is more likely to believe it. Now, maybe he doesn't the first time or maybe even the second time, but eventually, after hearing it over and over and over, the kid might believe that the dude purring against his leg is actually a cat. I thought Dr. Phil made an interesting point. I don't know where he got this information from, but I'm just going to take his word for it. Since the 1950s, the percentage of people unwilling to speak out has tripled. It's become easier for people to tolerate the insanity. It's become easier for people to just distance themselves from it than it has for people to stand up to it. Why? Why do you think that is? I think most people are afraid of the consequences. Steve Baker is a reporter for The Blaze, the media outlet that's owned by Glenn Beck. Yesterday, Steve Baker, he was arrested, I think it was by the FBI, on charges related to his reporting on January 6th. Basically, Steve Baker was arrested for doing his job, being a journalist. Now, this is some shit that you would think happens in Russia. This is not supposed to happen in America, right? Only difference is, over in Russia, the journalist goes skydiving and his parachute mysteriously malfunctions. Here in America, they just ruin your life. What happened to Steve Baker is outrageous, yet it is barely being covered in the mainstream media. Hmm. I wonder why. The media, they are quick to cover cases of mythical racism or mythical misogyny. They are quick to express their fake outrage when a group of young women refuse to compete athletically against bearded Brad. But when a journalist is arrested on charges related to his reporting on January 6th, most of the media is silent? If they can target someone as powerful as Donald Trump. They can target anyone. Put the politics aside just for one second. I know a lot of people are suffering with severe cases of OMB. I know it's difficult, but remove the emotion from the equation. Do you really want to live in a country where the FBI is instructed to go after political opponents? Do you really want to be silenced because you're afraid of legal consequences? If Donald Trump was doing the same thing, I would be saying the exact same thing. I don't want Joy Reid to be arrested because she fabricates stories of mythical racism. I don't want Cheryl Swoops to be arrested because she says black people can't be racist. There's an old saying, and I can't remember it verbatim. It goes something like, first they came for the cigarette smoker, but I didn't smoke cigarettes, so I didn't speak up. Then they came for the alcoholic. I didn't drink, so I didn't speak up. Then they came for the church. I wasn't religious, so I didn't speak up. Eventually, they came for me. I came to my own defense, but realized there was no one else left to defend me. 
No one should be silenced over words. Journalists should not be arrested because their political enemies don't agree with their reporting. This used to be something that we all agreed on. And I think most people still feel this way. Hell, I think most people in the mainstream media feel this way. What happened to Steve Baker? that could happen to them under a different administration. But like Dr. Phil said, people are afraid to speak against it. Give me your thoughts on this. Bill Maher, Dr. Phil, they destroyed the religion of woke. I know most of this audience is politically independent like myself or leans towards the right. Most of this audience basically consists of normal people. What do you guys think of Bill Maher? I think he is an influential voice against the disease of wokeism. It's one thing for Republicans or independents, normal people to be against it. Bill Maher is one of the few, hell, he might be the only Democrat willing to speak out against the disease that has taken over his own party. The Yint is on the view. They are damn sure not willing to do it, but give me your thoughts on Bill Maher. Sound off in the comments below. Like, subscribe, share the video. I appreciate each one of you guys and your continued support. Best way to contact me is by email at btlkc84 at gmail.com, kc underscore btl84 on Twitter. I'll see you guys tomorrow.